Okay, so everybody tonight's going to get a little Snickers. A little Snickers action. If you don't want it, give it to your neighbor. Jimmy, you get two for helping me. Paige. Mark. Back. You can't catch? What was that? Brooke, here we go. Oh, you got hands. Kayla. Brandon. Avery. Jacob. Hey, only one. Jacob, here you go. All right, here we go. So, you're not you if you are hungry. How many of you guys love this course? I really do. I really love those commercials. Um, if, who wants an extra piece of Snickers? You have to answer to me, what is the definition of mercy? No. Not getting what you deserve. There you go. Mercy. Not getting what you deserve. So remember, mercy, if, I, if, if Jimmy were to punch Avery right in the face, he would not hit him back. He would not hit him back because that is mercy. Not getting what you deserve. Mercy. Now, who wants another piece of Snickers? Can you tell me what grace means? Ah, raise your hand and I'll call on you. Bailey, what's grace? No, that's wrong. And? And? No, hey, you got two out of three. What's the other one? Repay. There you go, Avery. Here we go. I got enough chocolate for everybody to go two times around. Raise your hand if you want a second piece. You want a second piece of Snickers. Here we go. Hey, Bailey, second piece. Brooke, you want a second piece? Kayla, second piece for you. No, Avery, Brandon, you got two pieces. Jacob, you got two pieces, right? Do you? You got two pieces? Jimmy, here you go for helping me. All right, Mark, you want one? All right. Grace and mercy, that's what we have been talking about over the past several weeks. I'm glad that you guys remembered that because that is a topic that we will not get away with. We shall stick, we shall stick on the topic of grace and mercy. But tonight we're going to do something a little different. Can anybody tell me what the theme of those commercials are? Everybody gets mad. Everybody gets mad. Why, when do people get mad? When, they, when they're hungry. When they're hungry. People don't turn. The, the object of this commercial is people turn ugly when they get hungry. They become a shadow of themselves. They do not become the person they're supposed to be when they become hungry. Does anybody experience that in real life? My wife tells me all the time, did your blood pressure, is your blood sugar low? Like I get grouchy when I don't eat. It's just the way it is. People get grouchy when they don't eat. But why? Because hunger, it changes you, right? And so how do you get unangry? By eating something. Eating the correct thing will get you that satisfaction and turn you back into a normal person, right? That's what the key is. Now, Snickers is not a healthy treat. It's, it's advertisement. If you eat a Snickers every time you're angry, you will be a big angry person eventually. Okay, so don't eat a Snickers every time you get angry. It's just advertisement. So I am, I am fruits and vegetables. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Stay away from, from it. Okay, ignore that the fact that I just tossed you two Snickers and we'll have s'mores on Friday night. Ignore those factors. S'mores are happening Friday night. Okay. The reality is, the reality is, as funny as those commercials are, and the idea of that is really funny when you play it out in commercial, 
The exact same thing is absolutely true when it comes to your spiritual well-being. It, it translates into the same world. When you don't feed yourself spiritually, you transform into a person that you're not supposed to be. When you don't feed yourself spiritually, you turn back into the old you. You turn back into a person who's mean and angry and just not a very pleasant person. When you don't feed yourself spiritually, you become a bad person until you feed yourself. One of my favorite commercials outside of this, I was going to play it for you, but I figured it'd be too much and I might confuse you, is, is Scott's Lawn Care. You know, with the, the artist guy. He's like, snap, crack, and simple. You know, you just spread it on your lawn. Feed it. Feed your lawn. Feed it. You know, he looks Scottish. Yeah, he, snap, crack, and simple. you never seen that with the weed. This, what? The Scots weed spreader. You put it on and you crack, snap, and spread. I mean, he said, feed your lawn. Feed it. you never seen that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, people are missing out. You go, go home and YouTube Scots. Water seed. It, oh, I forget what the new water seed is, uh, but Google that. You'll love it. it it's, it's absolutely hilarious. What? Little boy with a beard. Who's little boy with a beard? I do not know that commercial. Okay. See, that doesn't really apply to my message, so no. Nope. Okay. Feed. So. You transform back into the person you're supposed to be when you feed it and you feed it the right things. And the same things happen to you spiritually. So let's look at this example in the scriptures because that's what we're all about. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. Can anybody tell me what that means? Through inductive Bible study methods, can anybody tell me what that verse is talking about? Page? Okay, who's the new one? Yourself. You changed your ways. You're what? Yourself you changed your ways. When did you change your ways? That's right. When you got saved, you became a brand new person. The Bible says when you become saved, you have to be born again to become saved. And we know I, you don't get shoved back up into your mommy and then pulled back out. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about physical rebirth. We're talking about spiritual rebirth. And any time that you ask for salvation and when you decide to become in relationship with Christ, he asks you to become born again. That's why you get baptized. You go under the water, and that's a representation of Christ dying. And when you come back out, your old self lays in the water, in the grave. It doesn't come back up. You pop up. You're a brand new person. You are new in that way. The old is now put away. So how do you feed your new self so that your new self can reach its awesome potential? How do you feed it? Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, reading your Bible is one of them. How, what's another way that you can feed your spiritual new self? Prayer. Very good, Lindsay and Jimmy. What else? Get closer to who? Not your boyfriend. Scoot over right now. Um, I know, I'm just joking. Relax, chill. Press in during worship. That's exactly right. There are ways in which you can feed your spiritual self that you would not feed your old self. There are some things that you need to eat so that you stay healthy. If all the time, if, if you just ate the wrong things all the time, like cake and Snickers and ice cream 
and you never had steak, and you never had chicken, and all you ate were sweets, what would happen to your teeth? They would rot out. Why? Because you're eating the wrong things. You're not feeding your body correctly. If you don't feed your spiritual body, it rots away and it decays and the old person comes up. Blah! Like Betty White. Oh, that was a good commercial too. I could have put that one in there too. Betty White. That one was pretty funny too. Um, read this with me. First Philippians, since there's no second one, it's only one. So first Philippians. Four, eight through nine. I was wondering if anybody's going to catch that, but no one did, huh? Okay. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, and whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's a lot of things to think about, isn't it? It's quite a bit of, quite a bit of thinking right there. Let me ask you something. On your day-to-day basis, how many of you think about things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, or praiseworthy all the time? All the hands are down. Very good. At least I know I'm not dealing with a bunch of liars because then we'd have to save you right now. It's very true. It's very hard to think about these things on a consistent basis, but these are the things that help feed your new person and keep your new person from being hungry. This is what you got to do to feed that new life that you now have in Jesus Christ so that that old self doesn't creep back up and begin to run your life again. These are the things that you have to begin to think about constantly on a daily basis. Whatever you have learned from me or received or heard from me uh, or seen from me, put into practice. Now, Paul was telling these, these people, I want you to think about good things. I want you to think about the things that are true. What do we know as the truth? What is the truth? What? What's true? What's truth in Christian faith? What? The Word of God. Oh, my goodness. I will buy you a V8 juice later, okay? Wow. Okay, I'll get you whatever juice you want. And in the Christian faith, what, what is true? It's the Bible. We're supposed to meditate on the Bible. We're supposed to meditate on things that are lovely, what are pure, which, what are not sinful, what, what are good, what are pleasant, what are praise, praiseworthy. And then Paul goes, if you don't know what these things are, do what I've done and do what you have seen me do. How many of you look to other Christians and say, I do it because that's what they do? How many of you have an example in which you say, I live my life because that's how he lives his life? One, two. Nobody in here has a mentor or somebody they look up to in their Christian faith. Raise your hand then. You have a mentor or somebody you look up in the Christian faith. Okay. So you live your life similar to the way that person lives their life, right? Those people who raise their hand, you're going to say yes on that? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Why do you do it? Oh, oh because it's right, Jimmy. Okay, I'll give you that one. That one's a, that's the easy answer, Jimmy. Inspiration? For inspirational reasons, that's a good one. Anybody else? Why do you, why do you follow them? Lindsay, you raised your hand. Why do you live like them? How many in here, 
How many in here have, have a hero? A hero. Or somebody they, somebody they look up to, whether it's in the Christian world or not. Like athletes, singers, actors. Wow, you guys are all just non-participatory today. What, do you need more sugar? You want every, everybody to eat another Snickers? Alright. Holy junk. What, hap- what, do you, what do you try to do? If I'm a baseball player, if I'm a baseball player and I want to be the greatest baseball player who has ever played, who do I try to model and look after and try to become? You try to be like Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds. I know that people think he did steroids, but he never failed a drug test, and I still love Barry Bonds, even with his big old head. Big Barry Bonds fan. All right? Still love him. If, if you want to be a famous bas- the best basketball player who ever lived, who is that? Michael Jordan. Who does LeBron... Who does LeBron James, who does he mirror his, who does he mirror his game after? Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson. He is a historian of the game because he's seen the people who were successful ahead of him. And he knows if I live and do the thing that they did and they're successful, I should be successful. You need to find somebody in your Christian walk who's successful and say, I want to be around them, I want to mentor them, I want to do what they do so that I can be successful like they were successful. Paul said, if you don't know what is lovely, if you don't know what is good, if you don't know what is righteous, and if you don't know what the truth is, hang around me for a little bit and do what I do because I'm successful, I'm not perfect. Paul said, I'm the greatest of all sinners. I'm not perfect. Grace is upon me. I mess up all the time. However, I am still a child of God and I am successful in my walk. And he was telling these Philippian people, follow my lead. So what was the lead of Paul? We find out in Paul that the, and, and through the other apostles, some of the things that Paul did on a daily basis. Paul hung out with other Christians daily. They ate together. They hung out together. They read the words of Christ together because back in those times, they didn't have a Bible. You're lucky. You have the whole Bible. They only had like a letter and they had records of what Jesus said because they all hung out with Jesus. So they read the words of Christ together. They taught each other to increase their own wisdom. They sung songs together. They loved one another. They helped one another. They forgave one another freely. And everything they did was for the benefit of Christ. How many of you do that on a daily basis? How many in here are spiritually hungry? How many in here that old self keeps creeping up and that new self keeps falling to that old self? It's because you're not feeding your spiritual self. You're not you when you're hungry. You're not the person that God has saved you to be. You're not the person who God has created you to be when you do not feed your spiritual self. When you don't. When you don't read the word, when you don't pray, when you don't hang out with people of like-minded faith to be able to encourage each other. How many of you, when, you, when you're with your Christian, how many have Christian friends that you hang out with on, on, on a daily basis? Okay. When you're with those Christian friends, what do you talk about? Sports, Bible, maybe throw the Bible in there every once in a while. 
what you did to church. How was your church? Oh, it was cool. We sang a song or two. But what about him? He was so cute. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hey, girls. Hey, guys. Hey, look at that girl. Uh, we're going to ride four wheelers next weekend. The country boy. <laughs> How many of you pretty much talk to your Christian friends the same way you talk to your regular friends? Right? You pretty much do. That's what you do. You're, you're trained. How many of you have Christian friends that you say, hey, um, how about we just sit down and read the Bible together? What, what, what's God talking to you lately? Hey, do you want to come to my house and let's, let's just listen to some worship music and see if God talks to us? How, do you want to just hang, hang together? You know, I, just, I need somebody to encourage me today. Uh, do, you, do you know anybody who needs help? Let's go help rake our neighbor's yard. Let's go mow that person's lawn. Let's go cook a meal for them. Let's go cook, cook, make cookies for those people. Let's go wash that person's car. Let's go pay somebody's bill. Well, you guys can't do that. You're too young. Mom and dad, go pay that person's bill. How many of you guys do that? Exactly. You're not you when you're hungry. If you're not doing these sort of things, you are starving your spiritual self. So that that other person shows up that, that irritates people, that annoys people, that, that looks and people are like, that person's just as annoying as everybody else. There's nothing different about them. They might even be worse because they say they're one thing, but they're another. Oh, they got saved and they told me they're a new person and now they're under grace. But yet they always act like this person all the time It's because you're spiritually hungry. You're not feeding your spiritual self with the things it needs to survive and to thrive. You need to be reading your word. I don't, if it's not daily, read it. At least read it once a week. Start somewhere. Pray somewhere. Hang out with Christian friends. Talk about the Christian faith. Sharp, iron sharpens iron. Rock, sharp, rock rounds rock. I mean, be around people who are going to build you up and encourage you, not tear you down and pull you away from that new creation that you are now supposed to be. I read some crazy statistics uh, from the Barna Group. You know, I'm a big statistics guy. So it's called um, the State of the Bible was the study. And they interviewed um, well over a couple thousand people for this study. And they were trying to figure out, you know, how do, how do Christians in today's American society feel about the Bible? And so they surveyed people, and, and the average household has four and a half Bibles. I don't know how it has a half Bible, but according to the people surveyed, the Amer average American household has at least four Bibles in it. 75 or 77 percent of people believe our society is in a moral decline. 77% of people believe our society is a moral decline. And the number one reason given by those 77% of people, 32 people said it was because the lack of people reading their Bibles. The number one culprit for our society and its moral decline, out of the 77 people who said that's the case, 32%, the number one reason it was because people aren't reading their Bibles. But check this out. 30, uh, more than half of the adults, 56% of the adults surveyed, believe that the Bible has too little influence in today's society. 56% said that the Bible has too little influence in today's society, while only 13% said it had too much influence. How many in here think that most people and your friends think the Bible has too much 
influence in their lives and in, in this area's lives and in, in the country's lives? You think the Bible has too much influence or too little? What do you guys think? Raise your hands. Too much influence in, in today's society, the Bible? Too little influence on society. Well, you have to choose one or the other. Let's try this again. If you think the Bible has too much influence on society, raise your hand. If you think it has too little, raise your hand. Okay. Now check this out. Check this out. Out of all those people, only 26% of Americans read their Bibles more than four times a week. Less than half of the people who said that the Bible needs to have more influence on them don't even read their Bibles. Ages 18 to 28, 18 to 28, only 43% of them will read their Bibles more than four times a year. Only 43% of of young people ages 18 to 28 will read their Bible more than just four times this year. More of those who will read it daily is less than 15%. 18 to 28. Guys, this hungry is this nation is is hungry for the word of God. They are they are hungry for Jesus. They are waiting for somebody to show them what it really means to be satisfied and truly filled. You might say, you know, I'll wait till I'm a little bit older. My my life's really hard in high school right now. I'm just trying to get by, so I don't want to throw too much Jesus on people. I don't want to throw too much Bible on people because you know I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I don't I don't want to stand out on the crowd. When I get older, then I'll do these things. Statistically, that's not the case. Less than 15 will read it on a daily basis. 56% 56% of young people ages 18 to 28 will, will never read their Bible in a year. Only 43% and will do it four times a year. How many times are you reading the Bible now? It's just going to decrease over time if you don't build that solid foundation and you are, allow, and you are starving your spiritual self. You are starving it and you're not reaching the potential which God has created you to be. You need to start reading the word. It, I don't, it doesn't have to be daily. Just start reading it. Read the New Testament. Read some of the Gospels. If you don't know what you're reading, find somebody else and you guys read it together. Start, start spending time in worship, in prayer. Start talking to your friends about Jesus. Start, start feeding your spiritual self and you'll be surprised about how that new self will begin to grow. How that new self will begin to change. And that old self that you always are struggling with will begin to become weaker and weaker because you are feeding the right thing. You are eating the right things and you're no longer spiritually hungry. Instead, you are spiritually full and you're able to give to others out of the abundance of yourself. Out of the abundance of your own blessing, out of the abundance of your own strength, out of the abundance of your own wisdom, you'll be able to do such things. But you got to start eating the right things. Because you're not you until you start doing it. Now listen, I understand that it's not easy. I understand it. I understand it is very difficult. There's no doubt about it. But life is difficult, and that's just the way it is. Life will always be difficult. There will never be an opportune time where you can live, live Jesus out 
and, and not get bashed for it. There will never be a chance where you'll be able to do it. Forget it. There's no society like that that exists. You'd have to live out on an island all by yourself and that you're the only person. And even then, you still wouldn't live for Jesus 100% of the time. But that's where grace comes in and that's where mercy comes in. You are forgiven. God has died on the cross for you. And when you mess up, God says, come closer to me. I will forgive you. I will set you back up. I'll set you back out because that's where you belong as my child. You guys have the ability to do it because grace is upon you. You have to start making the choices to feed the right self, to feed that new creation that you are now, not the old creation. Feed that lawn. Feed it. Get that Snickers. Grab that word. Start hanging out with friends and what your Christian friends. Start talking about Jesus. Start talking about prayer. Start talking about worship. Start talking about the things God's doing in your life or you want to see have happened. Start finding Christian people who are successful and say, how are you doing it? Why, why is God blessing you so much? Why do you act this way? Why, do, why are you so different? Find, start finding people and say, how do you act? What do you do? And start beginning to pour, pour, get out of them as much as you can. Begin to develop that spiritual self. And you'll begin to see an incredible change, not only on your day-to-day living, but that spiritual connection between you and God. When your spiritual self's no longer hungry, man, that's a great place to be. But you got to begin to feed it. And that's what God's calling you to be. Why don't you bow your heads with me tonight? Father, I absolutely thank you for each and every single one of these young people. Um, that you have called them and that you love them. And Lord, that you want to bless them. Father, you have created them for a purpose and you have died just to show them that. And then Lord, you gave us mercy and then you gave us grace on top of it that new life, that new creation that we now are. Lord, we recognize that we are not who we are supposed to be when we're not feeding our spiritual self. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that your spirit would rise up into each and every one of these young people. Lord, that you'd begin to speak to them about how to feed their spiritual self. Lord, when that old self begins to rise up and, Lord, decides it wants this and wants that, Lord, I pray that they'd have the courage and the strength to say no. And, Lord, begin to feed their spiritual self that they'd be able to pour into others, that they'd be able to have that relationship with you that others dream about, Lord, that they can be able to share your love and your glory with others so that none may perish, Lord, because hell is real and none of these kids want to see any of their friends or relatives or anybody go to hell. And so, Lord, I pray that you give them the strength and the courage to stand up for you so that they can lead others to, from, a, from, a, from a destination of hell, but to a destination of heaven and an eternity with you where there is just goodness all the time. Father, we just give you praise for the work that you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you need special prayer tonight, or if you need to rededicate your life, why don't you come up front? We'll pray for you. If that's not the case for you tonight, find somebody pray for them, and then you are free to go, okay? Find somebody, pray for them. If you need special prayer tonight, come up front. We'll pray for you, but you guys are free to go. Remember bonfires on Friday. Check your Facebook. We love you guys. We care about you. Go pray. Find somebody, go pray with them. Guy with guys, girl with girls, go hook up.